Welcome in our fantasy friends. We are the Fantasy Friends Podcast, episode 31 coming at you. We call it No Stats, No Problem, NFL on the Fly, baby. We're running fly routes. What's up, Jason? How you doing, brother? Living strong. Not as strong as this man. Where's he at? Where is he at? <laughs> there Good he is. God, making a fool of everybody. <laughs> right. I never noticed how much he sounds like Nicolas Cage, though, and I hope that no one can unhear it now. Nicholas Cage is going to play Aaron Rodgers in a really good movie one day. <laughs> He's too old, isn't he? Yeah, we'll have to wait. It'll be an end of end of life story. Gotcha. A whole bi- uh, biopic. Biopic. I don't know how they are actually supposed to say. Brady. That. Brady's playing until forty five, so Rodgers is going to play to sixty. Oh yeah, perfect. Hey, yeah. I'm good with that. Either way, all right. So we do we do have an awesome show for you. We call it on the fly because we're not breaking down any craziness. Anthony, jumping in here. Good evening, fantasy friends. What's going on, Anthony? Good to see you, my friend, my fantasy friend. Um, <laughs> we're just, hey, we're just covering some uh, some topical stuff tonight. Uh, that's how kind of Jason and I started this podcast back in, gosh, I don't know, thirty one episodes yeah, ago. Thirty one. Uh, but we just talked about the NFL stuff, like playoff pictures, any sort of thing like that. We're not breaking down any fantasy positions or anything like that. It, it's been a wild day. It's been a wild, probably what three or four days, Jason. Of yeah. NFL news, yeah, it feels like it really picked up yesterday. I'm actually mm. winding this back right now. Uh, this is how live action you guys are getting this. I'm winding this back to the Odell Beckham news yesterday because I feel like that was the, the the beginning. Like it broke open all the player news. Like uh, what was that? Yeah, literally, literally 24 hours ago. So <laughs> Gladys jumping in here saying no mustache. I'm too concerned with your facial hair. Yeah, my wife told I shaved the mustache. It was getting on my nerves. I was like, it was like going over my lip and stuff. Uh, and I'm I don't know, it was just getting on my nerves. So I shaved it and then my wife's like, You look really weird. I was like, Oh, thanks, babe. I appreciate that so much. So my self-esteem is ruined along with my mustache, but that's all right. So your wife likes that mustache? She does actually. Legit. She's a weirdo, I swear. Hey, man, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to say anything else. Um, <laughs> what happened with Odell? I don't think I saw that. Oh, I don't, I don't really care about him too much. Past his physical. No worries. Injury oh, got free. you. Perfect. Heck yeah. Good. Well, you just traded a, traded a first for him, right? Well, okay. That circumstantial. Uh, I'm trying to win this year because I know yeah. I'm screwed if I don't. Um, so. That's a that's a fair point, man. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll qualify that and say that. Yeah, I made a I made a trade that was actually like the fantasy calculator dynasty uh, trade calculator didn't like it. It was yeah. like um, Colin Sutton and a twenty twenty two first for Keenan Allen, but I'm in the same position as Jason. Like I finished two second two years in a row now. I will not finish second again. I'm getting first. Or I'm just going to blow my team up halfway through the season. <laughs> and one of these leagues we're both in. So, yeah, we are. We're, we're literally racing to the death right now. We are. It's a death race. <laughs> but, man, we can't start anywhere. We can't start anywhere except at the top. The man right behind you, the man that sounds like Nicolas Cage, Aaron Rodgers, man. I don't know how many of y'all saw that. All I saw was four minutes of the press conference. What did you Did you get the chance to watch all of it, Jason? I watched a lot of it. At this point, I think I watched over 10 minutes. Um, I think it's 20 minutes in all. Uh, so we definitely might have to go back and look at a few things. Uh, but the number one thing that jumped off the page to me, and you were talking uh, to me about it before we started streaming here, it, it, he obviously wanted to have a lot to do with it. And when he says, 
I wanted to have a lot to do with the decisions that directly affect my job. That was, that was the way he put it out. Um, but for me, what was so huge was the fact that he literally came out and listed every player who he was upset about them cutting or not offering a contract to. And in each situation, if I, if I understood him correctly, I'm, I don't want to misquote, but if I understood him correctly, I'm pretty sure, because I just watched it, that he said that it was like 20 players, all huge locker room guys, all huge talents on the field, uh, weren't offered a contract at all to come back. I, I don't know if you saw that part or not. I did, yeah. That was in the first couple minutes of it. and uh, Yeah, you're right, man. He, he literally named everybody, James Jones, um, freaking Julius Peppers, like all these different uh, different players. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's kind of what we all speculated from the beginning, right? We, we thought he was upset because – well, it's kind of a combination, I guess. Uh, he felt probably disrespected by the Jordan Love pick. But the fact that they weren't letting him make – not going to say make decisions, but at least, like he said, it affects his job. Why would you not want to, does Tom Brady does Tom Brady get to make personnel to sit not decisions but he gets to go out there and and, and really talk to his management and, and what happened I think they won a Super Bowl yeah I'm Arians I love it about Bruce Arians too because you can see it's written all over him he's so like sly about what he says in interviews he's like oh, it's Tom's team <laughs> yeah. that, this guy knows he's just sitting back and collecting I mean he's got a job to do after Brady leaves but. Sure. For the time being, I mean, he's just riding along. McCarthy should have shut the fuck up. Excuse my language. <laughs> but he should have just shut up and let Rodgers go. He would be looking a lot better than where he's at right now. No offense. Offense, very much taken. No, I'm just playing. But no, he said it. He said a cup tighten up. He said a couple things, man, that uh, that really just – it seems like he wants that Tom Brady situation. He said um, – obviously, he, he, he said something about not being able, being able to recruit. He said, let me help you recruit. People want to come here to play with me. That was kind of snooty on his part. But but it's true, though. I mean, he is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He also mentioned that Green Bay is not necessarily a vacation destination. That's to me, is a direct core, like a, a direct correlation to how t- Tampa Bay is a, a vacation destination. But, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you want your best player, your probably, I won't say the best player in franchise history, but one of, why wouldn't you want him being being happy? It's it's situational. Is I mean, would you you said I've heard you say this before. You can't let the inmates run the asylum. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel about this particular situation then? Well, there's okay. So there's people who work for you or serve a singular purpose, and then there's people who make your company operate. And Aaron Rodgers very much makes your entire company operate. If the Green Bay Packers are a typical American corporation, he's he's your senior vice president of operations. Man is making <laughs> shit happen. Okay. Yeah. So everybody above him is just, you know, is 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 a guy sitting in an office somewhere. So you have to treat them that way, you know. That there are obviously worker bees. There are, you know, you're your special teams guys. I'm not trying to hate on any position in NFL because no, you have to be by, by no a way. ridiculous athlete, a stupid one percent of one percent of one percent superhuman athlete to be in the NFL. So I'm not trying to undercut anything, but there are guys who serve very singular purposes, and then there are guys who make the whole thing go. And Aaron Rodgers makes the whole thing go. And I just think that um, when you get a guy like that, 
you have to be you something's got to give you know did peyton manning make decisions in indianapolis i don't know but he ran the whole damn offense something you, yeah. you see that like you have to give these guys something yeah and, and and i think me saying make decisions is it was a bad turn of phrase it was more like just l- allow their input to resonate with with the management team um aaron Rodgers knows a hell of a lot more about football than uh whatever that i can't i don't know how to pronounce his last name the gm for for the packers you know what i mean right, like right he obviously knows a lot more about football than this guy um so just keep like let him, well and the track record of Green Bay as well. The track record of just why are they not getting this man help? Yeah. In the NFC Championship because they don't get the man any help. Well, when you hear – so if you're our age, we're in our early 30s, if you're our age, okay, so you saw what – we all saw what happened to Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Okay. What really, like, resonated with me in the Rodgers interview earlier was the very first name that came off the board, Charles Woodson. No offer at all. Not not even an offer. Julius Peppers couldn't get an offer. Clay Matthews couldn't get an offer. I mean, I, I understand when you okay. When we talk about guys, you know, when you talk about your your wide receivers, especially aging wide receivers, we talk about aging running backs. Certain players, defensive line guys, I, certain things I understand, but like Hall of Famers, it, it's kind of. It's kind of hard not to side with Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of not to understand. It's hard not to understand where he's coming from. Absolutely, and like I said, the track record. Yes, yeah, sure, they've been a very successful team. That's been on the back of Aaron Rodgers, and their defense is good too. Don't don't get me wrong on that. Yeah. Um, I think they've drafted well defensively, but the fact that they've gone two years, they got Amari Rodgers in the third round. Who cool, I guess, but like you had a chance to trade up instead of trading up to get Jordan Love. You had a chance to trade up to get maybe Justin freaking Jefferson, yeah. Uh, last in last year's draft, that's just negligent, man. <laughs> like it, it really is. And and was this? I I, I spoke. I uh, I didn't argue. Me and a guy had a, a conversation on Twitter um, yeah. about whether this is attention seeking. What this was, I will concede. Yes, this was a little bit attention seeking on Aaron Rodgers Rodgers' part. They probably could have handled it a little better out of the out of the media. But that's what that's what we want in the in the offseason of the NFL. We want, we crave, we need some sort of drama and some sort of news. And I think Aaron Rodgers is just a savvy, smart guy. And no publicity is bad publicity in a in a certain way. But do you think he was a little attention seeking or could he have handled this in like how how else could he have handled this? Not at all. I don't think he's attention seeking at all. This is what I'm gonna say. He wasn't calling up people every day and going. You guys want to know about what I'm thinking today? <laughs> you guys want to know what I'm thinking today? No, they were harassing him, and he gave very vague answers because he didn't want to give. You know, he didn't want. He didn't want to talk. But one thing you can say, one thing you'll say about that, Rogers, kind of prolonged things by not really addressing it. But you, after what I watched earlier, you can't say he left any any stone unturned. I mean, he answered every question he's been hearing all summer long. But he waited until he got a, a freaking contract, okay? That that he waited till he got what he wanted to see in, in ink, you know? Yeah. So it's like we said last week when I when I was convinced that he wasn't coming back. The one thing I, I did say to, to to this point is that if he had gone anywhere else, it would be such an uphill battle that Green Bay was the only place he could go right here, right now, if he wants to win this year. 
that this was the only destination. So it makes sense that he did come back to the Packers, but I don't think anyone could argue at any point now that after getting, you know, renegotiated contract, getting what he wants in ink, um, getting Randall Cobb coming back already, you know, I, I just don't see how I don't see how anybody could fault him for anything that happened this summer or say he's attention seeking or, or whatever. The man literally said a whole lot of nothing and got a whole lot done in his favor. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and like we said earlier, he he is he is the would you call him the vice president of operations or whatever? Yeah, you yeah. know, he, he he deserves he deserves he's earned. I only say the word deserve. He has earned the right uh, to be involved in decisions that affect his job. Um, his job affects their their jobs, and he's a lot better at his job than they are at theirs. That's that's my personal opinion. But you you mentioned Randall Cobb, so that's a pretty good segue here. They uh, Rogers got his dude right. He's an old veteran uh, presence that he played with for quite a few years in uh, in Green Bay. It's, it's going to be his age thirty one season. Randall Cobb, that is. Um, Houston gets a six round pick. Uh, they're actually paying three million dollars of his eight point. I think it's two five million dollars salary this this season. Like I don't know. That's to me is like Houston's just like we need to lose every game. We yeah. want no, nothing done. What are your initial thoughts on uh, on this trade? Yeah, Houston knows they're in for hell. Um, but I, I love it. I love it. I think that's just Green Bay saying, "Hey, okay, we did embarrass him a whole bunch of times." Here's our humility. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I don't think Randall Cobb is like, um, like a like a real poignant piece to winning a Super Bowl. But Aaron Rodgers' uh, morale and happiness is <laughs> is. And, and, and think about what he said earlier. Locker room guys. Absolutely, and I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Randall Cobb, as far as his leadership uh, on and off uh, off the field. To me, I just had one quick fantasy kind of tidbit for that Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks he is the only person there I get Anthony Miller out of my face I don't care David Johnson get him out of my face I don't care who the hell else we got Nico Collins he's there so hey man in Dynasty maybe throw a little offer out there for Nico uh, for Collins I should say but I mean Brandon Cooks I wrote about him a little bit earlier this year. I freaking love him so much. He's a, It's a trash team that's going to have to throw the ball pretty much for four quarters straight. So, yeah. is he going to score a lot? Maybe not, but volume, volume, volume is going to be there for him. News is still pouring in, Eric. Um, what you got? I, oh, man, you don't want to get to this one first. Um, <laughs> it better not be something about Dak. I will cry. It is. God bless America. Do you hear yeah, yeah. What happened? Multiple week injury. We don't know how many weeks he's okay. going to miss. But well, I'm not going to cry in the pot. I'm not I just yeah, I'm just seeing the like as they're coming in. They're just I'm I'm checking them all as they're coming in. But um, odd. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's jump to um. Let's jump across the NFL. Um, okay. Definitely into the AFC. How okay. about you explain to me this Xavier Howard? Business? Oh, got you, got you. So he came out. I think it was Tuesday. So the July 27th, which was which was yesterday, actually. Uh, he had a statement out on social media, uh, basically saying that him and his agent have brought multiple different uh, situations up with Miami to where there was cap friendly. Uh, but basically, he wants to get paid more. That's the number one thing. He wants to get paid more. He's he's mad that 
He's actually he mentioned it in there. He's the second highest paid cornerback on his own team. Uh, granted, he's right behind Byron Jones there, but I mean he was ranked by PFF as the number two corner in 2020. Led the league in interceptions, passes defended, all sorts of things. But I mean, Lord have mercy. Sorry, my my daughter typed on my uh, show sheet here. But, yeah, like I said, but the funniest thing was what I wanted to bring up to you because it cracked me up. He's like, until we get something done, I will be here just so I don't get fined and I will be a professional. Oh, man. Well, you got to love that because it's, it's uh, Raheem Morris, right? No. God, what is that? Oh, what Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Hell yeah. Brian Flores, man. He, You're damn right you're going to be a professional. You, like you had an option. He could probably he could probably still take him. I think. Uh, yeah, don't play with him. No. You didn't have an option. But You're I mean, gonna be a professional. Do you do you think he gets some like the, a Jalen Ramsey deal somewhere? Because no, I mean I don't think so either. He's he's gonna be twenty or he's just turned twenty. Yeah, he just turned twenty eight like two months ago or something like that. He's got a couple more years left. He's in the middle of his prime. Love that. But I mean, Jalen got a five year, hundred million dollar deal. He's not getting that type of money from anybody, I don't think. There's a lot of young guys around the NFL, too, right now who are great. And yes, you know what, what I'm thinking is he'll easily wind up on a team who's going for a Super Bowl, Super Bowl run now. They'll say, okay, let me get the guy in his prime. We'll go ahead and we'll we'll go ahead and let this go down. I mean, hell, I could see Tennessee doing it. I really could. But you know what's funny? Young guys. That's the first name, I, the first team I thought of when I saw this. I was like, ooh. But I don't know what y'all's cap situation looks like. Um, it's just going to be hard for him, in my opinion, because the cap is so much lower than it has been, and we all know the cap is going up in 2022. Right. So, I mean, I don't think he's – Yeah, I was like, I don't think he's going to sit out. He doesn't want to – I mean, if he's that concerned about the money piece of it, he's not going to lose a whole bunch of money. Um, and it would just be a bad business decision, decision, in my opinion, to sit out this year because put some more stuff on tape. Um but I don't know, man. I just uh, want to. I just want to reiterate for a second. Like, fucking go, Byron, uh, Brian Flores. Go, Brian Flores. Like, dude. Like, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a player put something like that out? No, I, not real. I mean, you get it kind of after the fact, after it's already been drama, you know. Yeah, but, but this like, was out of the blue, as far as I know. Yeah, and, and then ends with, but I will play and be professional. Like, yeah. That just tells you how that man runs that team. And you can see it. Yep. It was almost an immediate turnaround yeah. when he got there. I mean, so, yeah, I just – he's already – he's the sixth, payest, sixth highest paid quarterback in a corner, excuse me, corner in the NFL now. Yeah. So, I'm like, what to, else do you want, bro? <laughs> like, he's going he's to have to chill, yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm, I'm, my talents, yada, yada. Like, I, I totally get it. But, I mean, it was one thing in this statement that I thought was just kind of silly. He was like, I actually I signed an extension that I didn't completely understand at the time. And I'm like, dude, don't don't do that. Like, you get like you had an agent back then. Yeah. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah, but I can't. I'm not. One. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's going anywhere personally. Um, you got any hot news? Or are we going to move on? Oh to yeah, we got some. We got plenty. Got? We got plenty. So let's uh, let's start with a few here. I'm going to jump into this one. This was one of my favorite ones I've heard. <clears throat> Jets QB Zach Wilson is not on the field as practice gets underway. Mike White and James Morgan combined zero regular season attempts are taking snaps. Not great. 
Come I to find out. It. Come to find out, he's still having to negotiate for bonuses and um, different Freaking. incentives. Um, and this exact same thing happened with Sam Darnold. So the Jets, being the Jets, don't want the quarterback <laughs> at practice because they don't want to pay him money. There, good God. This organization, man. Now, I saw that right before I came on. I was like, it has to be a money situation. I was thinking it was a money situation, but. Yeah. Incentives Lord. and bonuses. Like, yeah. oh, you worried he's going to be good? for? Are you worried your draft pick worked for once? Like, are you worried that you were competent one time? Is that what oh, you're worried about? Like, it, come so on. stupid. You just got a little uh, TikTok legend throw God action right there. Dude, it just kills me. Like. <laughs> oh, I, well, we just think he might score too many times. We yeah. can't give him that. He's going he's gonna to start too many games. Just give the man some incentive. Like, I would incentive-laden all the contracts. It's yeah. just good business. Like, yeah. But this is, the, this is the, the, the New York Jets we're talking about here. We, we're right. getting confused. We got confused for a second, but Lord. Poor Robert Sala. What a waste of – Dude, maybe he can come in and, and turn some stuff around. Because I mean, Miami was was pretty bad for a while too. So, okay, I want to I want to hit one real quick that I, I really right. really like. So, did you see the drama with uh, Sean Payton talking no. about? We talked a little bit about it before here. So he was uh, so he sounds. I'll just kind of read off what what I saw. So he sounds extremely disappointed in the timing of Michael Thomas's uh, ankle his ankle surgery. Um, he got he he knew his ankle was jacked up at the end of the season last year. Uh, and he didn't get anything done until June, knowing full and well, knowing that that surgery has a 12 to 16 week recovery timetable. Um, so somebody asked him, somebody asked Sean Payton, this is where I want to get your speculation because this is wild to me. It says, someone asked if there was a lack of communication between all parties involved. Sean Payton simply replied, nope, I'm going to leave it at that. What does that even mean? Does that mean Michael Thomas is like, you know what? I'm just going to get surgery when I feel like it. You know what? If I had to guess, just just looking around me, trying to be a reasonable person here. Um, well, you know, I'd ask a lot of people, have you tried to get a, a doctor's appointment? Have you tried to get a dentist appointment? Have you tried to get a DMV appointment? Have you tried to get any kind of appointment since COVID-19? Because it just don't happen like that anymore. So... If I had to speculate, if I had to really throw my first take on it out there, just based on what you just said to me, like, it's totally realistic that he'd be on a wait list. Maybe not, because he's a millionaire. I don't know how millionaire doctors work. But it could have been other concerns with him as well. Like, maybe he, maybe he truly thought he would just heal on his own. Maybe he was trying some uh, Eastern medicine. Maybe he was... You know, seeing some kind of other specialist. That would be my guess. That was my first thought when I saw it. I was like, maybe he was trying some like, you know, he didn't. Well, obviously, you don't want to get you don't be cut open if you don't have to be cut open. Um, But maybe that's that's something that happened. But typically, the when these situations happen, they're like they're almost like owned, if you will, by the team doctors. Like they're going to tell you this is what you have to do. So unless he has something, I mean, I'm not super familiar with that. how that all works, but I would say, Jason, you're probably you probably hit the nail on the head there. 
he probably just had some sort of he's like no i'm gonna not in heel naturally by any means but he's gonna try and and not go the surgery route and, and do different stuff to but it didn't end up working out in the end for him or for fantasy managers or for the saints who the hell is starting at wide receiver for this team i have no idea marquez callaway Traquan smith hey, i guess Traquan smith uh, dude get that trash out of here man. somebody somebody get des bryant oh god he's like i think uh who was it? Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson said. Uh, he said he's still. He's in better shape than ninety percent of the folks in the league right now. He could come I, in and start right what, away. Just, at just X, get at just X, get, baby. Get Terrell Owens, Chad <laughs> Johnson, and Des Bryant on the same. Oh field. my goodness! Oh, let's do it. They would be. <laughs> that would be the oldest receiving core in the history and of the they NFL. Might, they might clean up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the kids, the freaking Falcons, maybe. Yeah. 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 But all right. So that's all I got as far as uh, with, with that situation there. So I've got several, several what you uh, got? things here. Here's my first one. And this is just for uh, hopefully the few in the proud uh, fantasy friends that we do have, which my browser doesn't show if we have anyone. We have three people. Right it says three, three people right now. Okay, so um, for anyone Trace. who watches, yeah, for anyone who actually watches us and has heard me plead all my cases about Jalen Hurts, you'll be excited to know that Jalen Hurts' first throw of training camp was a touchdown to Miles Sanders. Give me some love. I've been talking about it. The connection was clearly there. I gave you statistics. Seventeen points a game for Miles Sanders. 32 points a game for Jalen Hurts when they played on the same field, 100% of snaps, first throw a training camp. He knew where he wanted to go. I love it. But did you take into account that he was playing against the Philadelphia Eagles defense? <laughs> no, dude, that's that's encouraging, is, though. Yeah, all that I need to know is it was, you know, he's looking his way. Yeah. Oh, I, just, a, just a quick update. I don't know if you saw it, Jason, but uh, Jason and I were talking at the beginning of the episode, you know, when you're at when you're in a dynasty league and you're you're at kind of the the precipice of winning a championship, you just go all out. You kind of sell out for for stuff. Did you see the trade that was just made? Um, in in our dynasty. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, I hate you. Yep. So I picked up. And so I'll tell you, I'm huge on Marvin Jones this year. For anybody who doesn't know, he's yeah. like wide receiver fifty three or something crazy like that going off boards. He's going to be the, the wide receiver one on that team. I don't – DJ Chark can get out of my face. Um, I do like DJ Chark, but I think Marvin Jones is probably more talented, even at his advanced age. Yeah. Uh, so, Marvin Jones – I got Marvin Jones. I traded Christian Kirk. Get out of my face. He's trash. Jalen Hurd. <coughs> and then a, a 2022 second-round pick. More than happy with that. And especially to see Jason react to it live with such sadness and uh, emotion it makes me feel even better. Yeah, I think he thought Jalen Hurd was Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Is that what happened? He's gonna hit me up and be like, "Man, we're gonna have to, uh, we're gonna have to swap this trade." I'm like, "No, I don't think so, buddy." Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, the Jets, Eric. The Jets. Elijah Moore is running with the second team, so they don't want they don't want their starting quarterback at camp, and they don't want their highest chosen and selected a second round pick right yeah they don't want the second their, round. so they don't want their first round pick at camp and they don't want their second round 
pick with the ones. I, you know, they probably like he's a second round pick, so that means he's got to play with the second team. team yeah, like Jesus that's Christ. literally that's the level of of thinking. If if there are any Jets fans that's gonna they're gonna listen to this, they're never gonna listen again. But yeah, can we not talk about the Jets anymore? Actually, I did I see. Hope Chris, they don't, I hope they don't show up again. I mean, I saw I saw two other things on the Jets. Uh, Chris Herndon uh, was the second tight end uh, for them in practice. Makes sense. He's kind of uh, from what I've seen. He struggled to pick up the playbook. Um, wow. He's he's uh, struggled to stay healthy. And then uh, what was it? Michael Carter running with the first team. Yeah. Oh, so the, yeah, no. the one guy that they yeah. seem to seem to be high on. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we took him in the fourth round. Oh, let's see what happens." No, somebody tried to convince me to trade them uh, to trade them Michael Carter because he's got uh, who's the hell's the other guy? Tevin Coleman. Because they have Tevin Coleman on the roster, and that's kind of the predicted starter right now yeah. for the Jets. And I was like, no, because it's Michael Carter. Like, get out of my face with that trash. Right. right. Lamar Jackson test positive for COVID nineteen. He didn't he test positive like this time last year too. I thought he was one, but he'd be in the club, man. man. A lot of people did. He was in the club, no mask on, not washing his hands. Lord. Oh, this is my favorite story of the oh, day. God. So Devontae Adams had his, his according to spectators and uh, news people, he had his first injury scare of the day. But several uh, people from inside, you know, the practice, several people who were able to observe uh, whether they have be with the organization or not, claim it was just a hit to the penis. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Is so, that really what they said? So my man's got nut checked and the freaking Wisconsin Journal oh, is like, no. he's hurt. He's hurt. He, he squished his dick. It's all down from here. Oh, no. Right, two, for, for the record, that doesn't feel good. No. No, it doesn't. So I got I, one for us here. All right. So Howie Roseman, Philadelphia Eagles GM. Says he expects Zach Ertz to be on the roster in Week One, on like d- during Week One, whatever you say. Give me, give me a percentage if that happens of that happening. I should say. I don't know why they would want it to at this point, but um, twenty. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm right there with you, man. Like 15, 15 I want 20. Goddard on the field. I want Goddard on the field. Man's trying to make some cheddar. Yeah. Oh, dude, Goddard is clearly. The, the better tight end at this point in their careers as well. Uh, what team is there a team that you would like to see Zacharis go to? And you can't say the Titans. You can't ah, say the Titans. Well, that was it. But um, no, it, it really it kind of is though, man. Like, hmm. but you have to be a really good run blocker to play tight end for the for the Titans. Even though John I mean, Smith not is kind of like not yeah. necessarily not yes. necessarily. I, I would say that Derrick Henry, um, he just walks on make, water. He makes holes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think John who was that talented. I don't no. think Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker once upon a time was talented. God. Those last few years, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. I mean, obviously, Houston could use anyone. Um, At this point, yeah. I think the Colts connection is there with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. I could see yeah. that. but And they don't really have – I don't know. I mean – that would suck, actually. I, I hope that Jack Doyle happen. has been there forever and underwhelming fantasy managers forever. Yeah. Uh, Mo Ali Cox is there. Mm, they don't, they project. Don't, he doesn't say they don't inspire a lot of confidence. So, yeah, no. I, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. 
Swinging back to Devontae Adams. Hi, wants to be the highest paid receiver in the league. Yeah, said he, uh, he's earned it. Won't sign a deal unless he gets it. So who's signing him next year? What's the early, proje- early projection? Who Dude. is signing him next year as the highest paid receiver in football? I mean, at, at, at 29 years old, too. Like, not, not a yeah. spring chicken. Right. I mean, the Raiders have been speculated about. They don't really have anybody. Um, you know who would be awesome? Like, honest to God, I would love to see it. The Ravens. I would love to see the Ravens Ooh. keep him. I know that they got Rashad Bateman, but like you know what I'm saying. You got to keep throwing. You got to keep throwing darts at a position of need like that. And Devontae Adams, he he's a he's kind of a possession receiver there. <laughs> he's going to help you out for sure. Yeah, but I'm actually- who I think he'll be if he just wants to be the highest paid receiver and he doesn't really care about like winning championships. I would say you know Las Vegas. So here's here's some uh, here's some amazing stuff right here as of right now next year who will have the most cap space as of right now indianapolis number one with 127 million pittsburgh number two with 133 million or 133 spent sorry i'm looking the wrong number cap space okay indy 81 million pittsburgh 74 the jets 70 Miami, 61. Washington, 60. Denver, 51. So Las Vegas is up there. They have 48 million to to play with. But you know what? Sometimes when you want to be the highest paid, that's when you end up on teams like New York or Miami. Jets, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Miami just brought in a whole bunch of receivers. So I I, I don't think they really need that per se. But uh, somebody I'm looking at up, up the top, the Colts, dude, the Colts could definitely use a wide receiver because T.Y. Hilton is probably gone after this season. I imagine he's he's looked a little worse for wear the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Pittman, I, I like Michael Pittman, but if you have a chance to get a Devontae Adams type, you kinda, especially <laughs> yeah. if Carson Wentz actually revitalizes his career this season, you could do a lot worse. You could do a There's no reason to think he won't. It's Carson Wentz, man. I just get worried. <laughs> yeah. Redheaded quarterbacks don't have a uh, a good track record. No. No. I guess Carson Palmer was okay, though. Was he redheaded? Yeah, he was. He's kinda. a ginger. He was a – yeah, he was slightly ginger. Um, you know, Carson Palmer pisses me off because, yeah, he had some <laughs> good years. And then he went to Bruce Arians and was, like, really good for a short, a short period of time. But mm. – yeah, he was a. It was a. It was a late career, like flash. Uh, if he was that great, he would have won something when he had the opportunity in Arizona. All right, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown looks surprisingly polished for a rookie during the early portions of the offseason program. Proof we should be scouts for the Detroit Lions because. Said it. How are you excited? I mean, how are you surprised by this? We this, this is something we've known. Yeah. For months. Yeah. He's, he's talented. I, I love him. In Dynasty, man, oh, he was going around like the end of the second round, too, in like the rookie draft like season, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I like him. And he's honestly one of those – he is like a dark – he is the dark horse rookie wide receiver for me to have almost – I won't say a Justin Jefferson-like thing because I don't <laughs> think 
Jared Goff is good is as good as uh, Kirk Cousins to get in the ball that much. They don't have the running game like uh, Minnesota did either. But he is a dark horse to be. I mean, he could legit be like a a, a borderline, like I would say, like a top twenty-five. Like he could be like twenty-five-ish. Because who else is getting targets? Him and T.J. Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, I guess too. But yeah, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. He he might be in the best position of any rookie wide receiver to kind of break out. Jalen Waddle's got a lot of competition in Miami. I mean, I guess Devontae Smith. But we talked about that. Dude, yeah. Jalen Hurts is gonna have to really wow me with his passing to if I for me to have any faith in Devontae Smith. Yeah, I mean it starts with Hurts and then you got eleven unfavorable matchups, so out of seventeen. So yeah, there um, you go. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we we highlighted that for everybody. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Um Terrible. It's terrible. 40 uh, points, 50 points. Jamar Chase, man. And you know what? I just say as long as they just need to give him a ton of end arounds. Just let the man run out of the backfield. He'll be an amazing rookie of the year. <laughs> it's just another reason for Mixon fans to be upset. Or to like, no, see what happened was Jamar Chase got all the carries. No, what yeah. happened was Joe Mixon is a disappointment. So there you go. Right. I'm looking at this Dak thing. Miss could miss a few weeks with the shoulder injuries. With a shoulder injury, excuse me, man, that's crazy. He was so durable, like he he played, he didn't miss any games until last until last season. So that's yeah. wild. But I mean, you you kind of think once you pick up one injury, you compensate some way or another. I know it was his ankle, so the shoulder doesn't make a lot of sense. But at the it's same a, time, it was a, originally called a muscle strain. So maybe two days he'll be back, probably. Okay. God, um, I hope so. I can't take another season without Dak. So, here's an injury that's interesting. Uh, Kenyon Drake was put on the non-football injury list. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. So, we got to keep some special attention here. At first, when I saw it, I thought, oh, he's injured. Well, you know, I know a lot of Josh Jacobs guys would be breathing a little bit easier. But, yeah, uh, yeah it might be something to watch. Yeah, we'll see, man. I I still, both of them worry me. Just if, if they're both healthy, they're gonna they're kind of cannibalize each other's touches. Exactly. But also, I mean, they, it seemed like Las Vegas was like, you know what? We had an okay uh, run blocking unit at offensive line last season. We don't want that. Let's go ahead and get rid of those guys. We, we, right. You know, we don't need that. So that worries me a little bit. It worries me for Derek uh, Derek Carr too. Uh, he's not great under pressure. So not at all. Now, speaking of the Las Vegas Raiders, it says Henry Ruggs gained 13 pounds. Wants to be physical. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, your your ass your greatest strength was you were quick and fast. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I mean, it was gonna be physical with their kneecaps. I mean, they go play for Detroit, start biting kneecaps. <laughs> you guys are haters. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. That Detroit's going to surprise a few teams this year. They're still going to be like probably the second worst team in the NFL. But Dan Campbell, he, he's going to come in. He's going to change that culture. Everybody, every, nobody likes the rah rah guys anymore. I thought this I like was America. Jared, I like Jared Goff. Why? Because you'll see. He's going to make. He's going to. He's going to make lemonade. Oh, he's going to make a. Uh, what is it? A chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. Chicken salad, chicken shit. Um, 
speaking of chicken shit, uh, Tagaviola. Tagovailoa uncorks one a solid 50 to 60 yards in the air. Touchdown to Albert Wilson. The whole practice field erupts. I, I, could I like that. Shit, West. That guy. You really don't like Tua at all. No. I, and that's no. so funny coming from you because you are legitimately the quarterback apologist it's, of it's, like me, you, Cam. Like you and uh, Keith, who's been on here two or three times, he's also a quarterback apologist. But what is what is it about him you don't like? Tua? Yeah. I've never seen him really throw it on the field. And you know what? Here's the thing. So here's the biggest issue. We went from Fitzpatrick airing shit out to Tua scrambling around, you know, getting himself way behind the line of scrimmage, making really – slow decisions. They call I that just, duel with Daniel Jones. Yeah, I just didn't see a lot when Tua took over. I just didn't see a guy moving the ball down the field like I did with, with Fitzpatrick. So I don't think he was ready. Maybe this is one of those year two explosion guys. It's possible. Um, but, man, I, I don't know. I know just, people, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I know people saw – him do miracles in, in Alabama. I know that, but it's just weird, man. You you've been the guy that's been the the COVID apologist as not apologist, but you know what I mean. Like these kids didn't get these rookies didn't get a full you know off season because of COVID. And you would yeah. think with a quarterback position uh, that might be, I mean, a full off season is probably the most important for them. They have arguably the hardest job in football. So that just it's funny to hear you say that. Now, if you compare him to Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course he's not. He was not – if they really wanted to be like a playoff, playoff team, they should have kept Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. I'm his, not sure what the pressure was to put Tua in. I know they took him high, but who gives a shit? Like, you're winning games. Like His play reminded me of Dwayne Haskins in Washington. They had about the same outcome. Ooh, yeah, that's not a good comp at all, is it? Nope. Well, it's just it – like. so I was going to say this, man. The PFF podcast talks – they've said it the best way that I know how to say it. Um they talk about these these Alabama quarterbacks that they don't have to play they don't have to throw into tight windows because their receivers and everybody on their team is so much better yeah. uh, than than the opposite the other team. They have to throw into tight windows in the NFL because everybody you know is Alabama caliber essentially. Yeah. So they just talk about it. Make it some you know it's gonna it's gonna be a process. It legit's gonna be a process for him if he you know if he ever figures out how to do that. Uh, now, give him Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, two freaking speedy speed demons there. Uh, and Devontae Parker is a very good jump ball – not jump ball, but contested catch guy. So, he he has no excuse. Let's put it that way. Hold on, we got a question here from Anthony. If the Rams decide to not look to the veteran running back market to fill out their room, how good of a replacement will Henderson be for Cam Akers? Thank you for the question, Anthony. Jason, I'll give you the first crack at that. And um, he's he's talking for fantasy purposes, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, hey man, uh, I think we I think we put him in the back half, eighteen to twenty, as where I put the ADP. You probably want him at RB eighteen to twenty. I I don't mind that at all either. I think he's probably seventy five to eighty percent of what Cam Akers was going to do. Maybe, yeah. maybe one of the seventy five percent side because. They are going to – someone's going to be there to share the load with him a, a bit. 
Um, Sean McVay already said that, hey, it's never been a talent thing about uh, Daryl. I don't know if it's – is it Darrell or Daryl? Do you know? I think it's Daryl. I think – okay. Uh, anyways, uh, so Daryl Henderson, it's never been a talent thing. It's always just been a let's try and keep him healthy thing. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like McVay doesn't think he can he can kind of carry a full 275 – that's full nowadays – 275 carry workload. Um, but yeah, Anthony, to answer your question to me, I think you're going to get about 75% of what Cam Akers would have done. Um, so to me, Cam Akers, I think I had it projected out for like close to 20 opportunities per game and opportunities being carries plus targets. So just times 0.75, whatever that is. Um, that's And I think Anthony's actually a teacher. <laughs> so he, he probably knows that off the top of his head. Yeah, but whatever that is, I would say that's what he's looking at per game. A little less efficiency than Cam Akers as well, but I think he's he's definitely. Jason, you said eighteen to twenty. I said RB eighteen to twenty yeah. ADP, yeah. but yeah, I would say I feel good with fifteen carries a game. Yeah. You know, if it's more, then you should pat yourself on the back. Yeah, exactly. Because fifteen carries a game, what is that? Fifteen times seventeen. That's two hundred fifty-five carries in a year. That's a hell of a workload, dude. Yeah, you should feel good about that. That is a hell of a workload. Let me see here. So, yeah, that would be 15. I think you probably already did the calculations on that. So, yeah, man, if, I mean, I think 75% is, is pretty much the, the right. And he's to me, he's actually might be a better pass catcher than uh, than Cam Akers. So, thank you for the question, Anthony. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. it. All, right. All right. And then uh, back to Alabama quarterbacks. Mike Jones <laughs> has already passed Stidham, and Stidham needs surgery. I saw that. Yeah, something happened to the old Stidham. Yeah, who cares? I don't <laughs> Sorry. think Mac. Jo- I don't think Mac Jones sees the field this year. It's dude. Cam Newton's going to have to play a hell of a lot better. Now they got him some actual weapons. The defense should be a heck of a lot better. They had, I think they didn't they have the most COVID opt outs. Yeah, the Patriots that is. Yeah. Yep. So what do you do? You, so you legit legitimately think Cam Newton's going to start? Let's say fifteen to. Let's say fifteen to seventeen. Yeah, I, I think so. Here's here's my big thing. Uh, we've seen Josh McDaniels do a lot of stuff. <laughs> we've seen him run a lot of offenses with a lot of quarterbacks. Um, yeah. We've also seen him do it with the goat. Um, so here's here's my thought process. That's bestiality. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so my thought process should. My thought process is. Uh, I was talking about Tebow, by the way. Um, oh, definitely not Brady. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, uh, but, Didn't you uh, pick him up again? Haven't you picked him up like three times? No. Oh, twice. Twice. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, <laughs> um, here's the deal. He's going to install an offense that works for Cam Newton, Damian Harris, and the tight ends that they got. I wouldn't, and I don't see him, putting Mac Jones in a position where he needs to throw the ball, like we talked about with two a minute ago, into tight windows with poor receivers. I'm just going to say it. I, I really like hinging my bets on a Bill Belichick defense and a team with two super amazing tight ends, a, a running back we feel like we can trust, and Cam freaking Newton. Like I, I want to take the power approach all day long. Just I'm not line up and power eye. <laughs> yeah, I'm not comfortable putting Mac Jones out there. I just don't see how you've given him an offense he can flourish in. So I like, I like Cam to be there out of necessity. 
Don't set them up for failure, basically. Yeah. So I think actually New England has, I want to say Vegas is saying they're going to win nine games. I think that's their over under. What do you, do you, do you expect them to win nine games or more? I think if Belichick has all his toys, yeah. Okay. I mean, Belichick, I just, Bill is, is the defensive mastermind. I mean, he can keep, he can keep it to a close game. Cam's just got to get the, you know, he's got to take the opportunities he gets and get it done. Yeah, I mean, well, there was some crazy stat out there that uh, Dak threw only 800. I think it was I said this. Dak threw only 801 less passing yards than Cam Newton, and Dak only played four and a half games. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah. Dude, I, I hate it, though. If Cam, So, agreed. I think Cam Newton gives the team the best chance to win. I hate it, hate it, hate it for Damian Harris. He has been kind of a uh, – Unless he's kind of been a, a, a Twitter or fantasy darling a little bit, but not talked about as much as some other – like Cam Akers was. I mean, right. everybody was pushing him to the moon. Um, I want to say I was first on that, but no, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that would be rough for him. Cam Newton saw something like 77% of his teams, uh, of the of the Patriots, uh, rushes inside the five-yard line, and he had like, what, 12 rushing touchdowns, something like that? Yeah. So Cam, that would be great for his fantasy value. Right, but for for Damian Harris, that that would suck a little. Yeah, he's bit. still an RB three and four. Yeah, he would be, and, and and with Mac Jones, I would say he's he's um uh, he's he's flirting with RB two territory. He's flirting with that top twenty five ish range there. I don't doubt that'll happen, but I think they're going to get Mac Jones a few receivers before they expect too much out of him. Yeah, I mean. Jacoby Myers and uh, Nelson Aguilar do not inspire a lot of confidence for me. No. Not at all. And they, they paid Nelson Aguilar a lot of money. I was like, really? Yeah, like, I don't – I mean, I know they take guys and make them into something else. Sure. But I, that was also with Tom Brady. Yeah. They can sign, The good news is they can sign Kelvin Benjamin because the Giants just released <laughs> Dun dun dun! Nobody, yeah, and no one saw that coming. Huh? Mm-hmm. How he, you he had a couple more Popeyes biscuits and turned to a tight end like Booger had said. <laughs> I got one right here, man. <laughs> Dude, Booger was—I know it was like annoying and stuff sometimes, but he was entertaining though. He was, he was funny as hell. Yeah. Von Miller hopes to play five to seven more years in the NFL. That's that was my thought exactly. Mm. I hope so. I always want to – hey, no reason to hate. I hope he does. You uh, know what, Von Miller? I hope to have your athletic profile as well. We both have the exact <laughs> same chance of that happening. I mean, he missed all of last year. Would he have an Achilles or – I have no ACL? idea. We Let's hear your next one. I'm going to look that up real quick. Well, the next one sucks because it's uh, Michael Gallup tweaking his ankle. Um, yeah, so I, they said it's not a very serious thing, though. Yeah, I'm reading doesn't th- well, Mike McCarthy doesn't think it's a long term issue, but God damn it, who asked him anything? Yeah, why is he speaking on that? Hmm. Just it's just his name, you know what I mean? Like Mike McCarthy, that's somebody that I would buy car insurance from rather than let run my be my head coach. But anyway, yeah, well, and you know, I'm sorry, after, Mike, Mr. After, McCarthy. After everything Rogers said today, I mean, kind of hard not to look at him in a different lens. Oh man, 
this I, did you see that i sent you that uh video of the cd lamb catch right yes yeah nasty so if anybody that's listening hasn't seen that yet look up cd lamb practice catch uh 28 july 2021 he freaking skies up for a one hand in the corner of the end zone skies up one-handed comes down with it i mean superb body control insane hands he remind like that was like a like a obj type mode it against, was. against the cowboys uh, mind you it was man so in a week you got the hall of fame game oh got my the God, preseason yes. creeping behind it folks at home Please watch the preseason this year. We didn't get one last year. Let's appreciate it when we get it. We got to watch the preseason this year. I don't care. Have a party. Put it on the background. If you if you don't care that much, we got to get it. We got to get it up. We need a preseason every I'm year. Actually, I'm actually going to a uh, preseason game this year. Where are you I'm going? Go- I'm going to so up in Phoenix. I'm going up there, and uh, they're actually playing the Cowboys on the. 13th of August or something? Let me see here. I think it's the 13th. The four, uh, 15th. So August 15th. You're going to watch Dak sit down? Hey, man, I've never been to an NFL game, so I'm really excited to, to go. And I've heard the, the Phoenix, like the stadium in Glendale is supposed to be super nice too, so I'll probably just have some beverages. And uh, apparently my hotel, I'm going to be able to walk to the stadium. You might see me on national television just shit face, Jason. I'm going to make sure. Let me know what day it is. I'm just going to stay home and just watch NFL Network all day. <laughs> it's going to be – I'm going to just going to have something that says hashtag fantasy friends. That's the sign that's going to be yeah, up there. Yeah, it's going to sign. You have to get a sign. <laughs> it's like, like it's a 1997 uh, pro wrestling ring or something. Yeah. Oh, so apparently um, – the Bears' offense will feature Cole commit early and often. Who knew? Oh, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. We like we've that. Been pound, we've been pounding the table for that kid this uh, since last year. Oh, well, we I think it was when we did the NFC North preview. It was. Uh, I had said, hey, this kid, I mean, he could be number two in targets. He really could be. So look out for Cole commit. I'm telling you. Oh, and as to be expected, uh, Fitzpatrick and McLaurin already got a budding bromance. Looking good, looking good. I love it. I love it. Dude, okay. What is the ceiling for Terry McLaurin in your mind in, in 2021? A wide receiver 10. Wide receiver 10. Okay. So mm-hmm. the reason I ask is because he is being drafted. I want to say he's being drafted as a wide receiver 10 or 11. Let me see here real quick. Well, then I, I like it a lot. <laughs> 10. So he's being drafted as wide receiver oh, 10. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah literally. All right. (laughs) I'm like, I legit could see him finishing. It's like a top five wide receiver this year. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. All all he has to do, like he's had terrible touchdown luck. All he has to do is catch, let's say, let's say he catches seven touchdowns, sees 130 targets. From from Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, it makes me, it gets me giddy. I don't like it because it's the Washington football team, but (laughs) I really, really like Terry McLaurin. And he has people to take coverage away from him now, too. Instead of the past his past two seasons in the NFL, he's been the only receiver for Washington. So now you got you bring in Curtis Samuel, you bring in um Daomi Brown, uh, you still got Logan Thomas over there. Apparently, Antonio Gibson's gonna get a whole bunch more targets. We'll see about that. But I, I think he has top five potential, man. I love 
love Terry McLaurin. Absolutely. And I like that they're getting along so well, both speaking oh, yeah. on each other. Yeah. Um, okay, electrifying and exciting to watch. Chenault sets expectations for Jets offense. Hmm. I don't know how to think about LaVisca Chenault. I don't know anything. I really don't. I've always kind of wondered why people get so excited about him, but yeah, I heard. He, I mean, he's obviously an athlete. He's an incredible athlete. But how many? How many of these gadget players have actually been useful for fantasy? Hersey yeah, Harvin, not really. And he was always hurt. Yep. So I just, I just, I don't know. Oh, I'm here by myself now. Jason left me. But speaking of speaking of that, uh, I just prefer. Traditional wide receivers more more so than uh, than uh, these gadget play type guys. I thought I was gonna have to do this whole show by myself, Jason. No, man, for some reason it's always like right before an hour hits, my phone will just oh, you're good. Reset. Man. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. It happened to me on somebody else's pod the other day. I like I said something and I raised my my arms in like triumph yeah. and I just cut out. I was like, what the shit just happened? <laughs> but that was my last piece of news. Heck yeah, man! I'm just I'm just kind of scrolling through right here, real quick. Um, the last thing I see, we'll, we'll, we'll we will end it on one of the one of the greatest players of all time, one of the nicest players of all time, Cliff King Cliff Kingsbury. Cardinals prepared to play with or without Larry Fitzgerald. Does he retire? Should he retire? No, he should never retire. Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> is, is a golden gem. He's a fucking prince. We all love him. He should never retire. They should give him a job immediately on the sideline where he's an immediate like camera direction at all times <laughs> after he played every finish is playing. Larry Fitzgerald should stay around for as long as he absolutely can. We all love him. He is. He's just one of those guys. He's you know, I hate to get on the Rogers thing again, but He's he's not just a locker room guy, he's an NFL character guy. Yeah. We all love Larry. So more tackles than drops. Crazy. That's all I'm saying. No, nah, man. I should he retire? I don't care. Brother, it's this is your life, Larry. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Fitzgerald, excuse me. Because I know he's watching right now. Mr. Fitzgerald, you retire when you feel like it. But um, as far as for fantasy goes, can you please retire so that we can just, you know, all the targets can go to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. For the, sake of, for the sake of my dynasty team? <laughs> no. Anyways, hey, this was actually really fun, Jason. I remember uh, Jason and I were talking about this. We were like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, We're going to talk about the stories that are going on, but you were right, dude. There's so much stuff going on right now. It is peak. This is peak getting into the NFL right now. Yeah, I, if, for anyone who watched, for everyone who watched, thank you so much. Um, it was actually an experiment. We wanted to see – if we just took the headlines that came out today and could fill the same amount of time that we would have studying away on what have you. So, uh, yeah, it turns out with just the news alone today, you could cover an entire <laughs> breakdown of a position in fantasy football. <laughs> Freaking sweet. Well, hey, appreciate everybody for, tu for tuning in. Uh, we're actually going to have this back out on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, all that stuff as well. So we're going to have the audio version uh, for you starting this episode from, from now on. Um, I'm a little bit of a, um, a Luddite, which I think means uh, I'm technologically scared of technology. That's not entirely true. I just suck at technology, but we're going to get that stuff out to y'all. Jason, you got a kneel down for him at all? Anything well, weighing on? 
that was kind of it. The kneel down was kind of it. Look, gotcha. I'll go ahead and hit me with it. All right. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. There it is. Look, we could have taken this entire hour and broken down to you the real projections on every position or at every tight, every tight end of the NFL <laughs> uh, from one to 20, basically we could have taken this hour and gave you all that. What we highlighted today is that when training camp gets open and the news starts pumping out there, this is the blood and we're the veins. All of us out here trying to preach on the NFL all the way up to, you know, the big dogs, ESPN NFL network. This is, you know, this is the lifeblood. The veins are pumping in a week. Thursday night football. Let's go. Oh, I mean, it can't end it any better than that. I mean, it was just phenomenal. And and just for the record, too, like talking about like going through these things and talking about real life NFL stuff helps you as a fantasy player. So, you know, sorry we didn't throw a bunch of stats or anything out there to you, but hopefully, you know, we're entertained. Let's put it that way. Hopefully it's a little entertaining. Jason's right. One week. One week as of tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Well, for Jason, for Cam, who couldn't be here, he says he's going to be on soon. I'm not sure if he's still alive. I don't know. I haven't seen him in person. So he may it may be someone working his account. We think the coyotes got him. The coyotes. The coyotes got, he was out there on some peyote, and uh, the coyotes got him. <laughs> But anyways, y'all be good, and we'll see you. The, uh, and actually, oh, shoot, we are changing to Tuesday. We're going to Tuesday night, uh, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern, but we're going to go to Tuesday nights. Um, it just better, it works out better for all of us. I'm always thirsting for, for some fantasy. I want to talk about some fantasy earlier than Wednesday, so Tuesday just seemed like the natural, natural spot. But please go ahead and follow us on YouTube, uh, Fantasy Friends. Uh, we're on Twitter at Fantasy Friends. That's F-R-A-N-D-S. Same thing on on Facebook, Fantasy Friends. Jason, you good? I'm great. You're living, still living strong? Are you living stronger? Still living strong. Let's go. Uh, I don't like your Marvin Jones shit, but I'm I'm still living strong. (laughs) On that note, y'all be good. Have a good night. We'll see you later.